With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Well, uh, Marshall, it's been great the last couple of nights, right? Fabulous. So great. Hundreds and thousands of people catching the concept of revival, not only in large fires, but in their own home, in their backyards, with their friends and family. Yeah. It's, it's spreading across the nation. Yeah, I can, I can feel it. We see people's eyes, uh, you know, widening, and, and people are understanding that uh, the church is waking up. The family of faith is coming alive. And it's, also, it's often the pressures that are coming toward us from the culture that actually cause us to snap out of this slumber that we've been in for so long. And so we can, we can be thankful for that. And as, as these principles are taught, as people catch the fire of revival from Christ, uh, what, what Spurgeon said 100 years ago, he said, wherever the gospel is preached and the word of God is taught, he said, tyrants cannot long keep their thrones. And as their liberty spreads, and it spreads from the grassroots, and it spreads from our up the nation. So tonight we're in this incredibly special place. Um, we're sitting in front of a fireplace that, if, if these stones could talk, if 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 this hearth could speak, it brings me to tears, and and it has all day today as as, as we've been here. Marshall, why don't you explain to everybody where we are? We are at the hall where the most famous person of the 20th century lived. Not famous because he was rich, not famous because he was president or king or count, but because he was a simple preacher from North Carolina who began his ministry in revival. And he was revived, especially in California at that time, about 1949 and 1950. He was a part of the beginning of that great awakening. It began in Hebrides and Scotland. It spread over to to Henry and Amir's and to a Bible study there at the at the Presbyterian Church. He was a, a young preacher, and he had a tent meeting going in Los Angeles. The fire of God caught in his heart, and at that very moment, he owned this home. His name is Billy Graham. And as a young man, Billy raised his family. This is the original home where Billy and his wife raised their children, and, and we get to sit in chairs right at the same fireplace as Billy Graham all those years ago. This is a Gilbert stone, a landmark of our fathers, a remembrance of the revivals of the past that have been America's strength. And this was the last great awakening. Was that begun by this great man who led tens of millions of people to Jesus Christ all over the world? Isn't that incredible? You know, we, we talk about the Gilgal stones, the stones that the Israelites piled up at the Jordan River to remind their children that God had parted the water so that they could go to the promised land. Uh, these stones of remembrance the, the, the Forefathers Monument we've talked about as modern-day Gilgal stones to remember who the pilgrims were and, and what they taught us. And these stones on this hearth right here, um, they, they heard the prayers of a simple, everyday man who caught the strategy that is found in the Bible and in the National Monument to the Forefathers and heard his prayers. And he, as a man who had been liberated, began to liberate an entire generation of people. And he laid the foundation for heavenizing the earth in our generation. So he's passed the torch to us, right? 
Exactly. The Bible isn't just about, you know, me getting right with God and going to heaven. Revival is about heaven touching down to earth and the whole place being transformed. Exactly. And what Billy would say, I'm sure if he was here, he would say, that's not about me. And it's not about uh, everybody becoming Billy Graham. It's everybody becoming all that God would have them to be because God has a plan for each one of us. I'm sure he sat right here, probably in the garden out in front or right in front of this fireplace and prayed, oh God, what would you have me to do? Something is breaking out in these tents and it's spreading. What do you want me to do? And God answered his prayer. And in 1963, to give you a personal story, my wife, my beloved wife, four years before I met her, rededicated her life to Jesus Christ at the 1963 crusade, the largest meeting ever held in the LA Coliseum for day after day, where they poured onto the stadium floor. My wife was the one who rededicated her life to Christ. As a result, she wanted staff with Campus Crusade, where I met her, fell in love with her, and 53 years later, we're still in the ministry. But the thing that strikes me, Kurt, just think about it. Of all the people he's led to Christ all over the world, especially here in America, about half of them, I sure, are still alive. We still have that purpose to fulfill in our life. He has gone to his heavenly reward, and his purpose is fulfilled. But he was simply laying down his life as a stepping stone, as the pilgrims would say, so that we could then walk on his shoulders right. into the future. Right. And that's what my wife and I are doing. And I guess we're asking the entire American Christian church to rise up at this moment and to ask God the same question, God, what would you have me to do? The crisis is just as great as it was then. World War II was, was just over. The Korean War was coming on in one more year. We were facing tremendous crisis around the world. The Soviet Union was expanding. And at that very moment, he asked and God answered and changed the course of history because of him. It's not just one man. Now it's millions of world changers. All in the family of God, all with God's purpose. That's how the world has changed. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And God used that one man in such a powerful way, which is where we get our hope. Family of faith, li listen to what Marshall is saying. Listen to what these stones are speaking. God often uses nobodies from nowhere with a heart that is surrendered to God to change the world, to transform a generation of people. 
It was, it was a tax collector, Nicodemus. It was a, a woman at the well that Jesus spoke to and, and gave them the words of life. If you have God's word in the Bible, if you've been listening to all that we've been talking about, you have the words of life. And just like Billy Graham, just like Nicodemus, just like Marshall, just like me, we can get down on our, on our knees at the side of a, a fireplace hearth or an outside campfire and pray the same prayer and expect that if we listen and we have a heart full of faith and the courage to obey, that God will use us in our generation in a powerful way. Just say, God, make me the man or woman that you created me to be. Give me a heart full of faith to believe and stand on your promises. Help me to grow virtue and character in my heart. And, and, and God, give me the courage and a vision so that I can begin to run the race and I can fight the good fight where you want me to fight it. And then you trust him for the results. That's what I'm doing. That's what we're doing right now. Exactly. And, and the exciting thing is, Kirk, this is not a one-off. But in reality, this place is going to be a place of training. That's right. And pastors coming and finding their vision. Families coming. Campfire leaders from our campfires coming and fighting. Lord, what would you have me to do? Just like it happened with Billy, it's going to happen with us. That's right. We, we want you and, and, and your pastor and those who catch the vision to come to a place like this. In fact, my friend um, who, who secured this home and, and secures Billy Graham's legacy of training pastors and training campfire revivalists and bringing hope and healing and restoration to couples, this home is going to be used for that purpose because he is another liberty man who's caught the vision, caught the fire of revival in his heart. And he's saying, Lord, what would you have me to do? And so he finds a way. God has brought him the, the ability to take this home, this national landmark, uh, this Gilgal site, and use it for the spreading of revival across the nation. What would God have you do? That's the question that I'm hoping that you'll ask. That's the prayer that I'm hoping that you'll pray tonight. That's it. And God, God is the great director of the scenes of history. It's all planned by him. The wave of history is moving, and yes, it's not being controlled by the devil. The wave that is coming is God's way. You don't need to fight the wave. Don't fight it. Turn and ride with the wave. It's God and his plan and his power and his Holy Spirit. Let's walk with him. There have been four great awakenings in American history. The last one was the revival that was begun with Billy Graham and the Jesus movement in the 50s and 60s. 50 years ago, is this not time, exactly 50 years after the last revival? Don't you sense it in your heart? Don't you see it in the circumstances that are being set up in our country? This is the time for the family of God to be serious about where we are with him and ask God, what would you have us to do? And that's the winning shred. It, it, it is. Uh, I, I know it is. And I know that you're on board. And those of you who joined us, the last couple of nights, we were in Raleigh, North Carolina. We were in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, thank you for coming out to be with us. You've encouraged both of us so much. You put wind in our sails. You put gasoline in the tank. Thanks again for joining us tonight from Billy Graham's living room. And uh, God bless you. 
Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.